0: And welcome back to another episode of Mastering It with Milenia. I hope you all have had some time to go on vacation this summer. And if you haven't yet, please make sure to get some necessary relaxation in. The school year is about to start, whether you're in high school or college. So take some time to sit back, relax, and decompress while you get ready, before you start getting ready to head back to school or start your first day of college. A unique aspect of the American college experience is living on campus. In the movies, you've probably seen students with huge rooms and over-the-top decorations and a loaded mini fridge, and a desktop computer, and a a huge workspace. Well, breaking news. Dorms are tiny. You almost always have to share with another student, and they can be pricey. However, dorming comes with a lot of benefits. You don't have to commute, and you can just walk or bike to class without worrying about parking. You can also make friends with other residents on your floor and form study groups in your common area. Living on campus can also make you more inclined to use resources like the Library and Tutoring Center, which in turn positively impacts your grades and your academic career. And you'll also be more likely to participate in extracurricular activities like student orgs, student government, volunteering, all that kinds of stuff. I lived on campus for three years, which was the entirety of my bachelor's degree, and I loved it. I think it's a great way to kick off your college experience. My dorm was a five-minute walk to the student center, and I also worked there, so I would just get out of class, step in my room for a snack, and then head off to the student center. If there was an event happening late that evening, I would just take a nap in my dorm and then go to the event. If I was studying at the library for a while and needed a change of environment, I would just go down to the study room in my building. So I think that living on campus was a big part of why I loved my college experience. And I think it's a major reason why so many other students um, that went to college in the U.S. loved their college experience, too. The type of dorms available to you can vary from school to school. The most common and lowest cost dorm style is traditional. In traditional housing, you share your room with another same-sex student and there is one bathroom for all the students on your floor. It's not as bad as it sounds. This was the style that I lived in for three years. You just have to carry your stuff in a shower caddy and walk down the hall to use the bathroom, brush your teeth in the morning, that kind of thing. Another style is the suite. Here you also share your room with another student and you have a connecting bathroom with another room also with two other students. Here you have a private bathroom, but you do have to share it with three other people. This style of housing offers more privacy, but you might have to coordinate with the other residents when it's time to shower or, you know, you might have to knock on the door and be like, are you done yet? And also, if you need to use the bathroom, you might have to find another bathroom that's not yours if someone's already in there. I was in a suite-style dorm for one semester, and sometimes if someone was in the bathroom and I needed to go to the bathroom, I would just have to go downstairs to the lobby to use the bathroom because they were in the shower, they were taking too long. So that is something to keep in mind if you're interested in the suite style of housing. If you don't mind sharing space with other students, then some schools offer on-campus apartments. The apartments can house up to four people and everyone gets their own room. You do have to share the kitchen, living area, and bathroom with your roommates, but you, you do, the, the difference is that you get to have your own room, your own space, you know, you can turn on the light whenever you want, have your alarms go off whenever you want. You know, you don't have to worry about snoring and someone hearing you because you have your own room. So that is the perk of the apartment style dorm is that it does offer more privacy. But keep in mind that the more privacy a dorm offers, the more expensive it can be. So traditional housing offers less privacy. You have to share your bathroom, the, the main bathroom with everyone else on your floor. So that's why it's cheaper, suite style, it's a little bit more private. You have to share the bathroom with um only three other people. So it just starts um going up in price. And then the apartment is like the the top tier. You, you have your own kitchen space. You don't have you don't have to share that with the whole floor. Um you have you only have to share your bathroom between those in the apartment. So just keep in mind that if you do want to live on campus and you do want to live in a dorm, sometimes privacy comes at a cost. Well, dorming has a lot of pros. It does come with some cons. You almost always have to share your space with someone unless you want to pay a lot more to dorm on your own. The majority of the rooms in a dorm will be structured in a way to fit between two to four people. And they'll have maybe just a handful of single room options. So that's something to keep in mind if you want to live on campus. Living in a dorm can be expensive and the cost can vary from school to school. If your school has newer constructions, then those built the nicer, newer buildings will definitely be more expensive than the buildings that were made 60 years ago. Um, the dorms can also get loud at night, which can make it hard for some people to sleep. When I, Before I went to college, I considered myself a pretty heavy sleeper. Nothing could wake me up, but then soon as I went to college and I was living in traditional housing, everything woke me up from the lights in the hallway, the people walking up and down the stairs, people in the common area at midnight. So ever since then, I've become a light sleeper and um, living situations like that can make it hard for some people to sleep. There can also be a lot of noise and people running up and down the hall. And sometimes there might be parties that won't quiet down. This is just something that comes with living in a group setting which is what dorms are you do have less privacy when sharing a room with a stranger so you'll have to coordinate your alarms in the morning maybe take your key to the bathroom so you won't get locked out you know I mean in my case like I mean everyone like changed in front of their roommates and it wasn't a big deal um you know, some sometimes I had a roommate once that she was like, I just to let you know that I talk in my sleep so don't freak out. <laughs> um, I'm glad she told me that at the beginning. Of, so when I did hear her sleep talk, it wasn't, I wasn't like spooked. I was like, oh, there she is. She's just, she's just really heavy sleeping. Um, so those, those are kind of the experiences that you might have. Maybe you'll have a roommate that snores a lot. Um, you won't be able to like, Maybe if you want to change in your room after you shower, you'll have to tell your roommate if if it's important to you, hey, I'm going to shower at this time and I'm going to change in the room at this time. I would like a little bit of privacy. Sometimes you'll just have to be open to communicating about that because that's just what happens when you're sharing a room with a stranger. Sometimes your roommate might seem like the roommate from hell. You know, thankfully, you'll have a resident advisor to assist in mediation. Other times, you'll just have to suck it up. Um, so that's I mean, but that's that's just what happens when you're going to when you go into sharing a room with a stranger so if you want to avoid that, a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people find uh, roommates on their own. some schools have class pages on Facebook, and some people will post a little bit about themselves, trying to find a roommate that like matches um or that has a lot of similar habits as they do. So some people will look. So if you're a night owl and you want a roommate that's also a night owl, they'll post on Facebook or Instagram, Snapchat, whatever it may be, um, saying, hey, I go to this school. I'm in I'm a first year. I'm a second year, whatever it may be. I shower in the morning. I go to sleep late at night. And I'm looking for someone who has kind of the same habits as me. And some people go about finding a roommate that way. If you're going to a college Um, that a lot of your friends are going to you can also be roommates with your friends so there are ways to find alternatives to the roommate from hell situation Um, but it is something getting along with someone in a small space which is what dorms are and coordinating and sacrificing a little bit of your privacy that's just part of the American college experience At the college that I went to, a lot of students lived on campus for their first year and then moved to an off-campus apartment for the remainder of their bachelor's degree. In Tampa, this was more cost-effective since paying rent off campus was a lot cheaper than living on campus. Off-campus student housing is usually not affiliated with a particular college or university. They're just apartments that are structured in a way that serves students. They usually come furnished with a bed, a desk, a dining table, and basic appliances. And in off-campus student housing, you pay rent for your room, as well as the water and electricity you use every month. Living off-campus does offer more freedom since there are fewer restrictions than living on campus. There's no resident advisor to make sure that there's no funny business going on. However, off-campus housing does come with some cons. Parking might be a hassle, and you may not always be able to park near your apartment. You'll either have to walk, drive, or take the bus to campus from your apartment. Also, and student apartments will usually lock you into a twelve month lease, so you'll have to plan accordingly to make sure you can pay your rent. Even if you're if you, even if you you're taking a semester off, for example, if you're going home for summer vacation and you're not taking any classes, you'll still be responsible. Paying your rent in off-campus student housing, so um, a lot of students like off-campus housing because at the college I went to, the area it was a lot cheaper to pay rent off-campus than live in a dorm on campus. So that's why a lot of students went off-campus after their first year. Um, but there there are some things to consider. The twelve-month lease was probably the most um, common issue people had to deal with that I saw just because um, subleasing um, during the summer when you're not taking any classes can be kind of tedious. So keep that in mind. Off-campus housing is also an option. If if on-campus housing is too expensive, but you really want to go to a certain school and you really need somewhere to stay, then off-campus housing might be a good option for you. I lived in an off-campus apartment for two years while I completed my master's degree. I lived in a four by four the first year, so there were four bedrooms with their own private bathrooms. And for me, that (laughs) I came from living in traditional housing for three years, so that was amazing. (laughs) The second year, I lived in a four by two, so there were four bedrooms and two bathrooms. If you're asking why I kind of downgraded it, it was because the rent was a lot cheaper um so I did have to share the bathroom with my roommate but she's my friend so it wasn't a big deal I chose not to buy a meal plan when I was when I when I went off campus so every week I had to go buy groceries for myself I also would have to allocate about 15 minutes from my apartment to um allocate 15 minutes worth of a mini commute to go from my apartment to go to class and find parking And then when I wanted to go home for the summer, I had to find someone to sublease or sublease also means basically finding someone else to take over your lease. So you won't have to be responsible for paying the rent anymore. So I had to do that when I lived off campus. So basically living off campus comes with additional responsibilities that you wouldn't have if you lived on campus. And if you want a more independent housing arrangement, off-campus housing might be a great option for you. So now that I've gone into the ins and outs of living on campus and off campus, the idea of living with strangers might not be your style. Maybe you'll just want to go to a college close to your school and live at home where everything is familiar, or maybe you want to go to college in a different state where you have family and you can live with them that's also a great option your living arrangement doesn't change much and you just have to focus on commuting if you live at home and choose to commute you have to arrange your own transportation you can take the bus train or metro and maybe even get a monthly or annual pass so you can save a little bit of money on your transportation you can also drive your own car to campus just keep in mind most schools will charge you for a parking pass and depending on the school you go to it may be ridiculously expensive, like 200 bucks, or maybe it'll be included in your tuition. So definitely look into that. As a commuter student, you have to put more effort towards enhancing your college experience. When you commute, it can be really tempting to head home as soon as your class is over, but doing so can prevent you from getting involved on campus. So make sure you make time to participate in student organizations and take advantage of the resources your school has to offer. Some schools even have special programming specifically for commuter students, and that way you can meet other commuters and make the most out of your experience. Okay, (laughs) I hope today's episode gave you some insight on choosing whether to dorm or not to dorm. Deciding between your options can have a lot of influence on your overall experience, so choose wisely. Remember that you're not locked into just one of your options. You can live on campus your first year, get an off-campus apartment your second year, and commute for your last two years. Or you can live on campus for your first two years and commute for your last two. Or you can live off campus for all four years. The decision is yours. Whatever you decide, make sure to make the most of your college experience. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Mastering It with Milenia on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts.